Section two of Fantasy Fairies and Ghosts by Various. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Cross Purposes, Chapter two. No mortal or fairy either can tell where fairyland begins and where it ends. But somewhere on the borders of fairyland there was a nice country village in which lived some nice country people. Alice was the daughter of the squire, a pretty, good-natured girl, whom her friends called fairy-like, and others called silly. One rosy summer evening, when the wall opposite her bed was flaked all over with rosiness, she threw herself down on her bed and lay gazing at the wall. The rose colour sank through her eyes and dyed her brain, and she began to feel as if she were reading a story-book. She thought she was looking at a western sea, with the waves all red with sunset. But when the colour died out, Alice gave a sigh, to see how commonplace the wall grew. I wish it was always sunset, she said, half aloud. I don't like grey things. I will take you where the sun is always setting, if you like, Alice, said a sweet tiny voice near her. She looked down on the coverlet of the bed, and there, looking up at her, stood a lovely little creature. It seemed quite natural that the little lady should be there, for many things we never could believe have only to happen, and then there is nothing strange about them. She was dressed in white, with a cloak of sunset red, the colours of the sweetest of sweet peas. On her head was a crown of twisted tendrils, with a little gold beetle in front. "'Are you a fairy?' said Alice. "'Yes. Will you go with me to the sunset?' "'Yes, I will.' When Alice proceeded to rise, she found that she was no bigger than the fairy, and when she stood up on the counterpane, the bed looked like a great hall with a painted ceiling. As she walked towards Peas Blossom, she stumbled several times over the tufts that made the pattern, but the fairy took her by the hand and led her towards the foot of the bed. Long before they reached it, however, Alice saw that the fairy was a tall, slender lady, and that she herself was quite her own size. What she had taken for tufts on the counterpane were really bushes of firs and broom and heather on the side of a slope. "'Where are we?' asked Alice. "'Going on,' answered the fairy. Alice, not liking the reply, said, "'I want to go home.' "'Good-bye, then,' answered the fairy. Alice looked round. A wide, hilly country lay all about them. She could not even tell from what quarter they had come. "'I must go with you, I see,' she said. Before they reached the bottom, they were walking over the loveliest meadow grass. A little stream went cantering down beside them, without channel or bank, sometimes running between the blades, sometimes sweeping the grass all one way under it. And it made a great babbling for such a little stream, and such a smooth course. Gradually the slope grew gentler, and the stream flowed more softly, and spread out wider. At length they came to a wood of long straight poplars growing out of the water, 
for the stream ran into the wood, and there stretched out into a lake. Alice thought they could go no further, but Peas Blossom led her straight on, and they walked through. It was now dark, but everything under the water gave out a pale, quiet light. There were deep pools here and there, but there was no mud, or frogs, or water lizards, or eels. All the bottom was pure, lovely grass, brilliantly green. Down the banks of the pools she saw, all under water, primroses and violets and pimpernels. Any flower she wished to see, she had only to look for, and she was sure to find it. When a pool came in their way, the fairy swam, and Alice swam by her, and when they got out they were quite dry, though the water was as delightfully wet as water should be. Besides the trees, tall, splendid lilies grew out of it, and hollyhocks and irises and sword-plants, and many other long-stemmed flowers. From every leaf and petal of these, from every branch-tip and tendril, dropped bright water. It gathered slowly at each point, but the points were so many that there was a constant musical plashing of diamond rain upon the still surface of the lake. As they went on, the moon rose and threw a pale mist of light over the hole, and the diamond drops turned to half-liquid pearls, and round every treetop was a halo of moonlight, and the water went to sleep, and the flowers began to dream. Look, said the fairy, those lilies are just dreaming themselves into a child's sleep. I can see them smiling. This is the place out of which go the things that appear to children every night. Is this dreamland, then? asked Alice. If you like, answered the fairy. How far am I from home? The farther you go, the nearer home you are. Then the fairy lady gathered a bundle of poppies and gave it to Alice. The next deep pool that they came to, she told her to throw it in. Alice did so, and following it, laid her head upon it. That moment she began to sink. Down and down she went, till at last she felt herself lying on the long, thick grass at the bottom of the pool, with the poppies under her head and the clear water high over it. Up through it she saw the moon, whose bright face looked sleepy too, disturbed only by the little ripples of the rain from the tall flowers on the edges of the pool. She fell fast asleep, and all night dreamed about home. End of chapter 2